Welcome to the Tune In and Level Up podcast. I am Glenda Hovenkamp, your host, and so happy you tuned in for a few minutes of leveling up together. I love having deep conversations on meaningful topics, some spiritual, some practical. Come as you are, tune in while walking, cooking dinner, driving, or just putting your feet up at the end of the day. Here's to both of us getting some takeaways that help in our leveling up journey. Today, my guest is Cynthia Davis, and I'm so thrilled to have Cynthia on Tune In and Level Up today because she's one of my colleagues from another uh, high school in our area, from Hutto High School in Hutto ISD, and we have crossed paths in doing accounting UIL for the past several years, and I've always liked Cynthia And I don't get to see her, but a few times a year, maybe two or three times a year. And then we just ran across each other again recently at a UIL meet. And so, Cynthia, when I asked you if if you would be willing to be on my podcast, I was just thrilled that you said yes. Yes, I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you so much. And so... I I vis- got to visit with you at this meet recently, and I realized there are a lot of things that I want to ask you about. And so, first off, tell me about your years at Hutto High School teaching accounting, and I'm sure some other subjects. Has that been a good time in your life? Oh, it really has. So, for, for teaching, I came to this area, came back to Texas in 2016, and moved um, to the Round Rock area and started subbing at Huddle High School. And I went to a game one day and just by happen chance, they asked me what I do a long-term sub and I would be able to teach accounting. And I could say from there, the rest is history. I loved it. I always wanted to be a teacher. So I just got in all in and was able to teach accounting. I taught, um, principles of information technology also. And so from there, um, I decided I wanted to get my teacher certification and spend time with the kids on a regular basis. So I went through the iTeach program. They were a district of innovation. I was able to have, you know, like a student, a teacher mentor to help me. And I've been there almost, it'll be five years in March. So I just love it. I love the kids. I love being able to pour into our next generation through education. So Cynthia and I are competitors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we when are. I see her, when I see her at a UIL meet, she has brought students to compete against my students. But it's right. all in good fairness and fun. And we cheer for each other, don't we, Cynthia? Yes, we do. We share our insight with our students. And we just really want them to just do their best. That's what we do. <laughs> I think so, that's what brought us together. You know. Yes, so Cynthia reminded me because we we had time to visit as we while we were waiting on our students while they were testing recently. So we had about an hour to kill. And right. I was saying, now, Cynthia, how long have you been teaching? And she had told me what she's just told, said today, which was five years. And before that, Cynthia, you had a career that is sort of out of the ordinary, and I want to hear everything you're willing to tell us. So take us back in time. How'd you get into that? And tell us about your experience there. Okay, so um, prior to teaching, I was in the United States Navy. I had been in the Navy for 24 years. So I started 
my sister gave me a plane ticket upon graduation from high school in Houston. And she was like, why don't you just come here and figure out what you want to do? So I went from Houston to Hawaii. And in Hawaii, I joined the military. My sister was already in the Navy. I had opportunity to talk to her friends that were in the Army, the Air Force, whatever. And I was able to kind of talk to them what it was about. And I decided to go in the Navy. And it took me about a year to get in because it was like a long wait. But eventually I was able to get into the Navy. And I always wanted to go to college. After I had been in about a year, they offered me a program where they literally paid for my education through going through the um, ROTC program at a, at a college. So I didn't have to pay for the education. They allowed me to major in whatever I wanted. I majored in accounting. And I was just so thrilled with the opportunity that, you know, I went to college with no debt, nothing. They paid for everything. I had a room and board scholarship, academic scholarship, because I was a good student in high school. And that afforded me the opportunity to get my degree in accounting without any student loans or anything. It was a great experience. Every summer we did um, like a month of military training. And it was just a really positive time for me. And um, I actually ended up coming back to Texas and going to Prairie View A&M University for the program because they had a Navy ROTC. So it was just like an amazing experience. You know, when you have a desire, the Lord really honored my desire to, for further education, allowing me to be able to join the military, serve my country, and also uh, achieve one of my dreams, which was to go to college. Yeah. So I after that, you know, I my first duty station, I went to the was near Washington, D.C. in a place called Patuxent River, Maryland. Um, and then I went to, I've been stationed at the Pentagon. I've been stationed in San Diego, a lot of different places I would have never even thought to go <laughs> while I was in. But it was really a great experience. And I stayed in for 24 years. I got my commission. I ended up coming in as an officer and I stayed in an and um, finished out in 2011. And I retired on 11-11-11, which will never again happen in my lifetime. But that was really good. And this year was my 20, was my 11th anniversary of being retired. So I am just really grateful to God that, you know, he blessed me to be able to have that life experience, to go places I would have never thought, to be able to work in the Pentagon and all those different things. And just really, really um, be a light for others while I was in. So we just celebrated Veterans Day. So thank you for your service, Cynthia. Welcome. <laughs> it is my pleasure to have served. I tell you, it was really, you know, I was telling someone at church this morning, as we are in this season of grace and gratitude, you know, thanking the Lord for his blessings. It is really great to look back on your life and have more things to be, have more happy memories or great, you know, to be grateful for than to have sorrow or sad memories about different things. And I can say, um, when I think about my career in the military, I am very joyful. I had great life opportunities and experiences that were really good for me, you know, overall. And I can share with my students, my friends, that it was something good. You know, it was a win-win for me. And I'm just really grateful for that. Yeah. So did you ever serve overseas? I did. I went overseas and one well so before I got commissioned I was enlisted and I was an air traffic controller and I was stationed in a place called uh Diego Garcia in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Mm 
So it's a very small little island. It's kind of like Gilligan's Island, to be honest. And um, I was there for a little while. I stayed there about a, half a year. I was stationed there. And then as an officer, I was deployed in support of Operation Enduring Freedom. And I went to Qatar to be there for for my for my deployment. Okay. So you in you enlisted as a single woman, I guess. Is that right? Yes, yes I was. Uh-huh. And so I know along the way you you had a family. You have children yeah. now. Yeah. Your your husband was also in the military, is that right? Yes, but I didn't meet my husband until I was uh, he wasn't in the service with me per se. He I met him at the end, and when he w- used to be in the air force. But by the time I met him, he was a civilian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but so yeah. How did you how okay. did you juggle and balance being a mom and being in the military? Well, the one thing I will say it was a lot of grace, but I had I let me tell this my story. I literally had my daughter while I was in college. And a lot of people was like, oh, my goodness, you know, you've, you're not going to be able to be an officer, et cetera. But my commanding officer of the reserve where I was, he told me that a baby was a gift from God. He said, keep your grades up and I want you to graduate and, you know, go on and be an officer in the Navy. So when I joined and became an officer, I was a single parent. And my chief told me, she said, Cynthia, you always have to be organized. You got to send letters ahead and tell people that you have it all together because there's an expectation that you are going to fail. You know, you're a single mom. And I tell you, God just really blessed me to have a village around me and people that would come alongside and help me with my daughter while I was in. I mean, I had Everywhere I went, I had at least two or three people that were willing to keep her, you know, day or night or whatever had was going on. It was like, look, just bring it to me. I got you back. And the Lord really gave me favor. And I had people that helped me um, and supported me. Even And then once I got married and had my son, you know, my husband was there. He was always willing to do whatever he could to help. And his my mother-in-law, everybody was around at that time. So they helped me. Um, take care of things. And God just really gave me favor because, I mean, it wasn't, every day wasn't rosy, rosy, <laughs> but I always, you know, I would pray about it and ask God for direction. And he would show me how to get through it. Cause you know, I'll, my son, before he was three, he had two open heart surgeries and I was still in and my boss even came to me and was like, how can you stay in the Navy with all this going on in your family? But I trusted God and, you know, he put people in my path and we had the good doctors and everything was in place and we were able to, you know, make it through. And right now he's a senior in a college, you know, doing well, playing all sports, doing everything. I just every time I would see him play basketball, I would be like, God, it's just so faithful. You know, even though you be thinking it's so hard, I got to go to all these games. But the Lord would tell me, just praise me because, hey, he could have not been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what So, you know how you studied accounting uh, Mm -hmm. when you're getting your undergrad degree. Did you use that in the Navy? I did. Um, What happened over time, I actually worked on the Navy budget and the budgeting at one point. Then I was the program manager for the reserves. So we executed the budget and made sure the spend rate was correct. So I really had an opportunity to use my skills. And that's the one thing I try to let people know. Everything outside of 
the mil you know the the same things outside of the military or in the military we need people that know numbers we need people that you know know how to do com computer program whatever it is mm -hmm. there's a correlation so I was able to have opportunities to actually use the skills that I learned. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so absolutely no regrets about going the military route, right? Absolutely none. I tell my students, by the time I was 22 years old, I had flown all the way around the world. Because when I told you I went to Diego Garcia, I left through Philadelphia and went to Athens and went to go, you know, flew over the water and ended up in Diego Garcia. Well, when I came back, I did West. I went from the Philippines to Guam to Hawaii to San Francisco and flew back to Philadelphia. By the time I had flown all the way around the world, by the time I was 22. And it was just, you know, just really looking for having opportunities presented to me and not being afraid to take them. I mean, every job, I mean, I had opportunity to be a joint staff intern where you work with the secretary of defense, you work with all the senior leaders and, you know, people were like, why would you do that? But why, why not? You know, why would you not want to do those kind of things and learn about how our, our nation works as a whole? So I had lots of opportunities to do that. So, yeah, I would say to anyone, you know, anyone who's interested, you know, think about it. Don't count it out. And that's the one thing I always tell my students, don't count out any opportunity, at least research it and see if it's something you would be interested in doing. So I do thank God. It's, it's just by his grace, because I had no intentions of going in the military at all. But, you know, it was an opportunity that was presented. I was eligible for it. And I said yes. Mm -hmm. And I will say from that one yes to go into the military and get my education and serve my country. I have been able to, uh, my daughter was able to use my GI Bill to get her education. My son uses my Hazelwood because I didn't even know I had that opportunity until I came back to Texas and he's able to get his education. So from one choice of choosing to serve, you know, and, and move forward, I'm able, everyone in my family has received a free education just like that. So yeah. it's been, it was such a blessing, you know, to just do it. So, yeah. So as a young woman, you're, you're like my younger sister, my much younger sister. <laughs> but I'm just remembering how I felt in my 20s, Cynthia, Cynthia, and the idea of traveling abroad by myself. Or I know, I know you probably didn't feel like you were completely by yourself since you had the military backing you. But to still just travel on your own, were you afraid in, in the from the get-go or did you have a confidence from the time you were young? Well, I will say when I was young, we used to travel on the plane and visit my aunt that lives in California a lot. And I always liked flying, you know, so I wasn't afraid of like traveling and going other places. Most of the time though, I transitioned by myself. I didn't have someone on, you know, it wasn't like a military flight. You just got on a commercial flight and went to wherever they told you to go. So I did fly a lot by myself, but I didn't, like you say, I really didn't feel alone. I would say I just was very cautious and, you know, careful or whatever. I know when I flew to Qatar for my deployment, um, I had to stay in the, in the airport in Germany for like, seven, eight hours, you know, they had a place where you can go and sleep and different things like that. And that was a little different, but I, you know, I felt okay. 
and I just did it. But no, I, I don't I don't have a fear of flying or anything like that. No. No. So when we were visiting about you coming onto the podcast, I was saying, now Cynthia, you know my, my podcast is tune in and level up. And so I'm really looking for people who are positive and optimistic and and you were saying I got nothing but <laughs> really right, right. Because you've had you you have a lot of gratitude and and you've that's I guess that's been your experience is that you've been well treated, you've been well received everywhere. I wonder that that, that can't just be luck. I know a lot, it's a lot of grace, but also yeah. I think you had a lot of wisdom also. So can you share about how our younger listeners might kind of work with God to, to choose some things that are going to be positive for them? Mm -hmm. Well, I say the first thing I always do is really pray. And then I have the scripture is Psalm 16 and 11. It says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. So it's like we had to really surrender to whatever it is God wants us to do. And remember that he created us. He put those desires in our heart and, you know, he will show us how to achieve them. You know, he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And if we keep him first place, he will direct our path. He will show us which way to go. I used to tell people I'm from Texas. I'm never, I was never coming back to Texas was my thought, but God changed that. And he brought me back here in 2016. I moved back after I retired from the military. And I am telling you every, the desires of my heart that have been met. My family is blessed. I have had more opportunities since I came back, but I kept thinking it was somewhere else. But the Lord told me, you got to go back, you know? And, and I was like, to Texas, you know, like that. Oh, I've been so many places I could go, but it was really on my heart and my mom got sick. And that was the catalyst that I was like, I have to go back. And I am telling you, since I was obedient and came back, things have been good for me. But the number one thing, and then when you say uh, about having, being wise about it, is definitely seeking out wise counsel and having a mentor or someone that you can just bounce your ideas off. Not necessarily for them to say yes or no, but maybe to pray with you and, you know, believe God with you that whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, he would bless it because he's always with us. He's there to bless us in whatever endeavor we pursue, pursue as long as we, we invite him into our situation. So I would say it's important to have a mentor and it's important to count up the cost or think about it and see, is this really what I want? You know, research now with Google and all these things, these kids can research any job, anything to help them move to the next level. All right. So I have been saving a little jewel for everybody, <laughs> which is that Cynthia has authored a book. And so I am a proud owner. Yay! <laughs> and I visited. I bought the book, and I got a digital version, so I could I have it on my devices no matter where I am. That was so awesome. So the title is the spoken word, right? Yes, the spoken word, changing your life through the word, because all of God's promises are in His Word. So we have to read the Word so we can know the promises that are available to us. So I, when I got ready to retire from the military. I started doing a Facebook group 
called the spoken word, changing your life through the word. I just came up with that. And I had a lot of people that would get on and, you know, read the devotionals all the time. And then someone said, I, um, I printed out and I was thinking you printed out. They was like, yeah. And I read it later and I share it with people. And from that, it just, my sister and I were talking and I said, okay, she said, why don't you just make, write a book, you know? And I just really started doing some research and working with one of my mentors. Uh, Mother Thelma had written books. So I asked her, she would help me and she did. And I wrote the book and I mean, I started writing the book. So when I moved here, I was telling uh, Glenda how I just went to the library, got a book. It was called, It's Not About You. I started reading the book. I opened it up and the publishing company paperwork fell out the book. And and I was like, that's very odd because they normally take everything out the books, but it was there. And so that morning I contacted them and the rest is history. They helped me. And within a year, I published the book and I wrote that book just because I just felt like, you know, we got to believe the word of God. Your life is changed when you follow God's word. And that is just the bottom line. And I am such a believer in that. We pray the word because the Lord he hearkens to his word and he hastens to perform it. So if we don't know the word, we don't know how to ask God for what we need. We don't know how to, um, what he is, how, what he, what he has already promised us. If we don't look at the word and study the word and know what we're talking about. So that was my motivation to write the book is just to share the word with others and let them see when you know the word and you let the word operate in your life, your life will be changed and it will be blessed. Well, I just want to give a little testimonial that every single, they're divided into days. I think, aren't there about 25 days or 25 days? Yes. And they're, everyone is uplifting. So I'll save it for a little, maybe I'll read it at school or I'll read it in my morning devotional. And it makes me feel better because it is, it is based on, just how sweet God is, how faithful God is. And it's all true. It's just wonderful reminders of things we need to be reminded of. Exactly. Because our world is so dark and so much is happening around us, but we have to look up to the hills. We have to, you know, focus on the word, look up to God and what he said about it. We want his kingdom come and his will to be done in our life. So we have to look up and know the word and let the word work inside of us. So, yeah. Cynthia, I, I, I think you would be an amazing guest speaker like, or like a oh, speaker. <laughs> I, I can yeah. see you uh, speaking for some conference and having those books on a table at the back of the room and yes, all the ma'am. people who are attending the conference buying your book. I just, okay. I think that some people should ask you to come be their speaker. Well, I will say praise God for that. And the book is on Amazon and Barn. I mean, God worked it all out. I was just so in awe of how just saying yes to that turned into so much more. But I am open and I am ready for that next level um, because I, you know, I'm ready to be open to his will, whatever that is. Whatever it is, I, as I had, we talked about a little bit at the beginning, I am going to be transitioning from full time teaching, maybe part time teaching at the university level, teaching accounting, but just being open to his will, because we all, you know, 
we all have something to give. We all are here to be a light in this dark world and to help people see the goodness of God. So that's, you know, my main focus is to do that in whatever way he leads me. So before we close, I just want to say you and I both came through a very interesting time in education with the pandemic. That Mm -hmm. was an experience, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. That was, yes, that was (laughs) quite an experience. (laughs) I feel much more tech savvy than I did before before having to teach online. (laughs) Exactly. I know it was good and it just taught me so much about how important education is to our livelihood as a nation, as a community. You know, the school is such a central point. So we have to continue to, you know, pour in and make sure the school is available to these families. But it also taught me a lot about, like you say, technology and how to come towards my students and how important the schoolhouse is. Because the mm-hmm. spare, everybody's home life is not the same. But when they come to school, they're on an equal playing field to receive the education and the opportunities they need for life. So, yeah. Um, I've been very happy that we're all back. And it makes me really, really grateful for health. I'm so grateful. And it's good to be back. Cynthia, in closing, do you have any words of wisdom for our audience what would you like to leave them with? I want to leave them with 1 Corinthians 2.19. And it says, that is what the scripture means when it says, no eye has seen, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. As long as we are focusing on loving God and being what he has called us to be, we will receive his blessings. Because no matter what we think or imagine, he has more for us. Oh, that is so sweet. It is so true. I, I love Corinthians. Yes. It's wonderful. Thank you so very much. You are so welcome. And thank you for the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing for the kingdom. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Tune In and Level Up. Please come back. Until next time, let's make every day and every opportunity count.